0: to another episode of the Valley Deep Mountain High podcast. As always, a huge thank you for everyone who has tuned in to the previous episodes and give us a listen. Please head over to at Valley Deep Mountain High on Instagram and give us a like on there if you're not already doing so. Tonight, I'm joined with my good friend Andy, who is behind The Virtuous view Andy, pleasure to have you on the show, mate.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 mate. Oh, yeah, How are you? How's it going? Uh, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, mate. Yeah, no problem. So um, we've been friends now for a good couple of years. And um, very similar backgrounds and, and interests um so i thought it'd be good to get you on and have a chat about a couple of your expeditions phase kit gear all that sort of stuff yeah yeah
1: no no sounds good sounds good yeah um yeah so should we start with, 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 with where, where we met we yeah.
0: um not yeah, a day so- <laughs>
1: <laughs> no 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 yeah you still owe me a drink for that night um yeah. <laughs> uh, now the um yeah we met on search search and rescue didn't we um yeah. you were already on the team as a TL and and then I I joined because um I was looking for something where I could give back and 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 and, and, and do some stuff that I could utilize some of the skills that obviously we we've, we've collected over the years um uh so yeah, that it was it was good meeting you and and it's it's been a pleasure ever since, mate.
0: <laughs> yes, mate, yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> now nah, I was gonna say is um the team like search and rescue, might and rescue, you know, whichever whichever one you're you're a part of, if you're fortunate enough to be in that world, um you know, me and my brother spoke about this previously, that it does fill a gap that is left when you leave the military.
1: Um, yeah.
0: You know, so it does um it attracts a lot of veterans. Um, and like-minded individuals, you know.
1: Yeah, I definitely say that. I think you know, uh, I, I you know, I I didn't do as long as like, as you did in the military. I only uh, you know in my first in I only did three three and a bit of years, and then and then I left. Um, and then I, I rejoined later on. But um, you know, there was always a gap. Um, whenever you're not in the military, you feel like they, you're missing something, and that, and I think that comes from the fact that you're just so close. You're working in such a close knit team, um, of like minded individuals with the same core values that that's quite hard to find anywhere else. Um, yeah, it's it's a difficult one to replace, to be honest.
0: It is. I think you know you um, no matter what your job was, service, you know, you know, you know, which branch of the military in, because obviously. Like, good friend Stu, is behind Lakota Outdoors, we see he's ex-Navy, and, yeah. and he said the same thing, you know, coming from, from a, a naval background, he was like, you, the loss is the same when you leave that community. Um, yeah. And I think it's more of a sense of not even like, you make more than anything, I think it's being, you only realise when you leave that you have a collective group of individuals who have the same values and standards, and it's yeah. it's hard going into a world where that isn't always the case, you know?
1: No, no, yeah, definitely, and I think it, you know when you step into civilian street. I I was a little bit lucky. I went, to, I left the army, and then I went to university.
0: No difference there, then like absolutely. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, got, I
1: got I I got drunk for two years. That's that's how I I left the army. But I think it did me some good as well because it, it, it there was a lot going on in my life at that time, and that was, it, hence the reason why I left the army. Um, that I, it wasn't a choice that in you know in you know in hindsight you know you look back over the years you know i was like 21 or something you know i didn't even know who i was really at that age um you know you'd say oh well you know you maybe i should have stayed in should i what i found since i rejoined is um is that actually it was it's probably done me some better uh, being out for a long time and then coming back because it's it it gave me a focus i didn't have when i was when i was in when i was younger so i think that you know everything happens for a reason and i'm a massive believer in that but i think you're right that the the big thing that anyone that served will always miss uh, is is that camaraderie you get but at least in things like you know search and rescue mountain rescue like any voluntary services like that you do you do get something similar to that and it's normally because the people that go and do those things are doing it for a selfless reason. You know, they're there because they've got good values and um, they're not there because they're trying to make money or, or, you know, or, or, or make a quick, buck. they're there because they're willing to give up their time to do something for other people. And I think that's, that that's a, that's a big part of it.
0: Yeah. I think um, our chairman sums it up quite well when he gives his, uh, you know, his chats to organizations about what the team does and that, you know, he always describes um, anyone who, who does a voluntary service like that as, Normal people doing an extraordinary thing, yeah. And the yeah. first time he said that, obviously, you know, he's 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 still current serving military, and um, yeah, I've always gotten really well with Robbie for that reason, you know, because he kind of looks at the team as his blokes, um, yeah, yeah. So you either gel to that very well or, or you don't, you know. <laughs> I know, like, he's yeah, yeah. been a bit abrasive, but um, when he said that, I thought, you know, what an amazing way to describe it because I always look at it as just well, just you know, you're just normal people, but then I look at the work not only our team but like some of our agencies do like our yeah know, when yeah they, when they go out in like really horrific weather they are committed you know yeah. as soon as you go like as soon as your pager goes off and you're on deck you know you might not come home you know that's no. that's that's the realism of it you know um so i think anyone who volunteers the time to do something a little bit different like that is is you know you're going to be in a good crowd of people really i mean i i, I felt that Overnight, when I joined, you have, you have instantly got like thirty. Well, it's a smaller team when I was there, so it's like thirty-five people. Overnight, yeah. like you know, you could call at any moment, and be like I need your help with something, and they'd help. Whereas now, yeah. it's, it's nearly a hundred members now. You know. Yeah, it's a big team. So, now, yeah. it's, it's a big team now. Yeah, I think,
1: yeah. I think it's an interesting one as well because obviously I I rejoined the forces late a lot later on in my thirties, and 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 the other thing I think found really interesting about going back. You still have all the camaraderie and all of the thing, but the army's definitely changed since since I was originally in it. And I think that's a sign of sort of the sign of the times, I think, a little bit where you've got, definitely got a more diverse crowd. You've got, you know, thinking you know not saying that they weren't thinking soldiers before but you definitely got people who got their head screwed on um and i think that's easier that sometimes is easier to find in civil street people that have got that sort of little bit more maybe to give than always in in the military environment but i think now you're starting to get a blending over where you know you know kids aren't stupid these days you know most most children most kids most adults have had a half decent education of some kind and and you can see that in the in the caliber of people that you're getting through of course, you're always get an idiot it, that, that, that's the reality of life, but you know that those the numbers of those are small compared to the to the rest of the people that are that are in those organizations
0: yeah, yeah, I mean, I think it's well it's the same with um like the team as well you know you you always attract people for the right reasons, but they may not be the right person for the role as such
1: mm. um, yeah
0: you know, and you do, you get with it all, what's life? I mean, would you, would you say from, just from your perspective of rejoining and the the changes that you've seen, obviously in the time you were out from military, do you think it's changed for the better or?
1: Um, there are aspects of it where I definitely, definitely think that, um, you know, I think that, um, the the oh, we'll start is kit and we'll get on to kit later kit is so much better than than what it was when when, when, I, joined, you know, I, when I joined the army we were on the a1 you know that's that's how long ago we're talking about yeah. it. the conversion happened while i was in so we're talking ages ago um but the the reality of it is is i think that that the army's aware that you know training out isn't the best option training in is a lot better so i think that ethos is is a better thing i think there are things that are missing. I think. You know, having looked at the ba- like seeing basic and what it is, it, it's definitely not as hard, I would say, as when probably we went through. Yeah. But there are aspects of that that are probably better for welfare. And um, so you're not going to get someone come through, bashing through your door of your billet and, you know, start smashing everything up, you know, trucking bins at your head and telling you that you're an idiot. Um, yeah. you know, it's going to be, it. You st- you're still going to get, shouted at and you're going to get told what to do but it's it's not it's not going to be in a way that's going to undermine your confidence yeah Um, so I think there are benefits but I think then the the other side to it is is that if you go too far that way there is a risk that you won't create people with enough aggression to go and to go and complete the job and the reality of being a mil in the military is you're you're a soldier first and and your job is to win a fight, and that means that in in some instances that you're you're going to be asked to to to, to make a decision where you could end someone else's life, yeah. and you need to know that the people that you're training are able to complete that task. So yeah. I think um, that there, there, there is a fine line to be tread. Uh, I think the army are doing a good job of that at the moment, but you, they've just got to be you just got to be keeping those checks and balances in place to make sure you don't go too far one way, right? And um, and and I think having but since I've rejoined, I've spent quite a bit of time doing some very specific things, and seeing the different mix of people that are coming through the door now is quite is quite interesting as well because you get to see people from I think a lot more walks of life where maybe in previous times it wasn't so open. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think there's good and bad. It's it's just depending on what side of the fence you sit on.
0: Yeah, I mean, like um, what is interesting with that is I spoke to. Um... Becky today, she's one of the girls who's part of the Lakota group, and um, yeah. she she's a reservist and badged yeah. as a, uh, an engineer. Yeah. Um, and I had a chat with her about how they do, how the reservists do their phase two training. Um, yeah. And how they how they do their combat engineering phase, and then go to do a trade as a reservist.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, she had a very similar outlook in it as to what you've just said. You know, mm-hmm. it's like there's no doubt it is very different. To what you'd heard, what it might have been, you know, five, ten years ago. Um, yeah. However, you're treated like an adult. Um, yeah, you know, because obviously, primarily, if you join, if you join the military full time as, as a young lad, you know, it's a young lad's game, really. You know, young yeah, yeah. game. You know, they're going to be between the ages of, you know, realistically, it's like seventeen to twenty one in it when when you join. Yeah, yeah, um, wet years mate. Yeah, yeah. A, a very, a very young, impressionable age, but a very moldable yeah. and workable age to to train to yeah. whatever job. Um, however, when you say you all come from different walks of life, I think the only difference is that you may come from your family, might have a little bit of money and one family might not, and you come yeah. from an area where you've got a different accent and postcode. Because from what I saw yeah, is everyone was there because they wanted to be there. And anyone who didn't want to be there was gone within two or three days. You know, Yeah. And everyone who wants think, to be there wants to be there, you know. Um And yeah. it, it was, but, for me, that experience of being with a group of people who who all want yeah. one goal throughout the time that you're in is, you know, it's it was different, you know.
1: Yeah. I think that's a good point. Like, you make a good point,
0: mate. It doesn't matter what you do,
1: right? If you're joining the army uh, in, into the RLC or the Rumi or if you're going in as a para or marine, uh in, in into the navy or if you're going on sf selection the reality of it is is if anyone's had any exposure to all those different things you know like i was, I was I, when i rejoined i rejoined into the infantry so i went to catrick and um, having been a scaly back and a signal and a before i went to um uh up and and, and passed my Infantry's, you know course and and have since gone on to do other trades from them but the reality of it is is that um all those courses Anyone can pass them. If you've got a positive mindset, uh, and you, you and you make sure that you you know stay fit. You don't make you know stupid choices. You know you don't smoke forty fags a day and get pissed every every opportunity. Like yeah. <laughs> a bit of a funny one. But most guys are going to do that. But I think the reality of it is, is you know you can get yourself through any course. That's the reality of it. You know there there is a natural selection that happens where some people just won't cut it, and that's just part of the process. And and anyone that's given it a try is already one step in front of someone that hasn't. Right. Yeah. So. The reality of it is is that no matter what course it is no matter what you go to do, you know if you get through that, you've achieved something and that and that's a positive thing, so I think that no one can look down on anyone else, and you know there is a little bit of that in the military, the infantry tend to think there's there's something, and then you know your trains think there's something else, and there's a bravado all over the place, but the reality of it, everything has its own element of um uh some sort of arduous nature to it. It just depends on who you are and how and how that affects you. So, I think yeah, you have to pay your hats off to the people that have passed, you know, P company or uh, or commando selection and and all those sort of things. But because they've gone through a very arduous selection process, but one person's arduous and another person's arduous are completely different. Um, and that doesn't belittle anything that anyone else has achieved. So I think the one thing that I'd say is it doesn't matter what what you know when you join the military. And whatever you do, that's your pathway. Whatever you end up doing at the end is completely the pathway you've decided. And as long as you know you've done everything you wanted to do and got out of it, I think that's the main thing. It's not really up to other people to make decisions on whether you have been a success or a failure. Everyone fails in life. That's the reality of life. It's what you do after you've failed that 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 makes a difference.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, what a key, a key, a real key point that you made in there is like obviously. You know, everyone's everyone's got their own chosen pathway. Um, so whatever trade, cat badge, you know, arm service you're in, you know, one thing that always sort of stands out to me is not necessarily the, the time that you've done or what your job was or anything like that, it's the soft skills that you gain that you yeah. don't realise you've got until you join the repopulous of the world, if you will. Um yeah. you know, so all the things that make you um, you know, a skilled individual. Uh, things that you know, some people could spend a long career working. Yeah. For, so then, gets like just confidence, like being able to stand up in front of people and deliver. You know, deliver. A, you know, a PowerPoint presentation or you yeah. know, brief a group of people to do a set task. And when they don't do the task that they're assigned to, how do you deal with with that individual not doing what you've asked them to do in a constructive way rather than just ripping the red off and telling them it's wrong because no one learns that sure. way. And they're the skills, I think, that you gain that mm. you don't realise you've got because you're around everyone who's got the same collective skill set. Um, no, and again, like, you know, I was talking to, a, you know, me and my brother would talk every day, but I was talking to to him and my mate, um, Jonathan, who was on the podcast the other day, about, um, like, trail running. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and like, there was, there was a... I was talking to someone else on, on Instagram the other day who was asking, like, you know, how to, how to get into to running and stuff I was like to be fair like running properly like you know as a as a hobby as such i haven't been yeah. doing it that long but yeah. i said to him i was like you know the first couple of runs that i did were were horrible i hate yeah, yeah. that and, and every run that i've done so far getting ready to go out i hate it uh, yeah yeah but i said as long as you've got the mindset to sort of be in your own headspace and be like well every step going forward is you know closer to finish effectively you know yeah. and Learn to switch off and just accept the fact that you're going to be uncomfortable for a bit. You gradually yeah. get to a point then where you find your pace and rhythm, it, and it's actually quite enjoyable. You know, I I've sort of come to the conclusion that the first three to five k are always horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's knowing well, like that I can that. look at my watch and be like, well, I've done three, so in like another three k, then like I'll be fine. You know. Yeah. Um. I mean, like yeah. yesterday when I went for a, you know a quick run, that was only about eight k, but halfway out so. If I'm going to try and do a long distance. Um, I haven't really been running for distance all the time, I've just been going out, and how long you can go out for. Um, yeah, so like I'll, I'll take kit with me for obviously, like you know, that d- the duration of that where I'm going to be effectively. So yeah. if I know I'm going to run over up onto the peaks, then I'll take like you know a warm layer just in case it gets yeah. cold or so snow and stuff. Yesterday, yeah. I went out and thinking, all I'm only going to do a short route and I'll stay local. Um, so I'll do. Five K maybe. So I only had like a merino like base layer on and uh an innovate waterproof jacket. Didn't have a hat yeah. and uh halfway through my run it properly like mean you have that ice rain. Yeah. Went, yeah And I instantly yeah, yeah, yeah. everything. I was like, Oh, I should have <laughs> should have brought a hat at least. Um yeah. you know, so it's little things like that, having having the mentality to sort of just go, Well, I'll just get on with it
1: you know yeah and that's a big thing i think like like i don't want to talk about military the whole way through i think like it's yeah. it, like, probably be a good point to move like forwards but i think the one thing like um even when i first did my first in, you know i didn't do anything majorly arduous when i first joined up but it was like i went through basic phase two and then went to unit mm-hmm. and that, that was pretty much it went on exercise did a load of stuff like that yeah um but you know like even if you go back to that and say you know an eight miler right okay everyone knows the first two miles of an eight miler is horrific right because yes. you, you you know you normally don't warm up it's like the, the military has got better at it but like literally you get you'd rock up you'd be with everyone you'd have like what 20 25 kilos on your back and then someone will just go, right, we're off. And, like, there'd be no warming up, no mobility yeah. or anything like that. You just expect to go. So the first two miles is basically you just getting your body warmed up, ready for the last six. Yeah, um, exactly. That's
0: a really good way of putting it. And normally there's always been one person in that group who's had the water tipped away as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> They've de- they're, they're definitely, from what I've heard, they've definitely got better at it because yeah. it prevents yeah. the injury, like- doesn't it, you know?
1: massively and i think i think that's the thing you know i've done a lot more arduous things in in, in the second stint that i've been in and um do you know the, the big thing that i think i've learned and the difference between when i was probably in my like teens early 20s to so where i am now is ability just to deal with that 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 either loneliness you know weather all that sort of stuff i, I am someone that tends to thrive when it is minging um that is like i i'll you know i'll be I have been known to be the one that's smiling in the corner where it's like you've got a trench or downpour, um, the fog's rolling in and, and and it and it's pretty, pretty, pretty horrible. The clouds really, really have But yeah. you know, I think that's just that's just me. I'm I'm a bit bit crazy like that. But I think um, you know, the the reality of it is is that one thing that has I have noticed is um over the years, as you get older, you get more confident about who you are and that gives you more confidence to to see things through a little bit more and I think the big thing that I would say right now is is that it, where I am in my life I, I definitely find that, that that age and maturity um, has probably allowed me to push myself further than I would have been able to have gone when I was 18 definitely and, and I think anyone that you know goes and tries anything and fails you know if you're young or even if you're old, don't write it off, because the reality of it is, is that it, a failure isn't, you know, final. It, it's just an opportunity to understand where you are at right now and then develop a plan to get you where you want to go. And, and, and that is a big part of like success. Lots of successful people that I've worked with or had the pleasure of meeting over my careers in the military and outside the military have all had that same trait where failure is never a final step; it's just a, a a a route on the pathway to the goal that they want to achieve. And I think that that's that that tends to be a trait of people that's successful that they just don't give up. They realise that they can do better. So I think that's just one thing that I've definitely realised is it doesn't matter, you know, if you don't succeed the first time or the second time, that third time might be the time it's right for you. Um, again, you might hit it nail on the head the first time round. So, it, you know, I think the big thing from that for me is it doesn't matter whether I'm mountaineering, running, you know, doing stuff for the military, um, you know, sailing, swimming, whatever I do because I, I like to do a lot. I always go in with that mentality, um, and, and that always has seen me right. So, I think the, these last five, ten years, I think that's that's been something I've picked up on.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can I can see that first hand obviously in, in the development of your character anyway. Um mm-hmm. you know, I, I can attest to everything that you're saying is true, you know. Um especially so when um our last I think our last proper call out to, together uh, yeah. was during the uh, the Beast from the East winter. Oh yeah. Andy. So <laughs> um for those of you who don't know obviously me and uh me and Andy were kind of dropped off in the middle of the peaks to uh, as one team to work with the collective others in other teams to go in check on um, cars and farmers' uh, houses that were snowed in and make sure that they needed you know if they needed supplies or they were safe and we were doing like um, we we took like loads of baby formula up to one house and stuff like that. so like the day was was you know you had your all of your own winter mountaineering kit and all our search kit with us so you're carrying a fair bit of weight you know. Um, yeah in what was effectively with wind at night, it definitely got down to about minus 15 yeah, uh, wind chill. And I remember yeah. at one point, like, because we'd, we'd been called out, did what we needed to do. I went home. I didn't even take my boots off and then got another call out. And you were still mm-hmm. outside the house. So I just went and got in your car and was like, let's go. Yeah. Um, went to another one, same again, then, then went home, just fell down. And I said to you, I said, there's no point even going anywhere because we'll, we'll get called out again in another five, yeah. ten minutes. Five, yeah. ten minutes go by. We went out again. And I think it was on that third job where we got um, – we were, we, me and you were left somewhere for probably about half an hour, I think, outside, weren't it? Yeah. We were a station yeah. And I'm really yeah. looking at you going, do you know what? I'm really grateful that, like, not only am I partnered, you know, with you, you know, you're a good mate and we, we climb a lot together. But I was like, I'm really grateful that we've got really good kit because yeah. – I know there's people who don't have as you know, as big yeah, a yeah. Kit as us. And after about another twenty minutes went by, I looked to you and was like, mate, I'm really cold. <laughs> and you <laughs> were like, Yeah, it's getting a bit bad, isn't it? And that was the first time that we both kind of just like laughed and was like yeah, yeah. And I thought to myself, you know, God, if 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 I'm cold and struggling in the kit I've got on now, you can see why people go man down and 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 you know and die of exposure. Cause yeah. know, the jackets we've got are worth, you know. Six seven hundred quid, and yeah. the ones that are issued to like the teams that are in the care goms, they're not like they're not a you know by no means yeah. are they are poor jacket, and then like yeah. a buffalo on and decent base layers and all good winter kit, yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah, it was an interesting time that I think wasn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a crazy one that one because as well like we'd um that, like we that the, the, that last call was like that house wasn't it and 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 I think at first we thought it was a medical emergency, so we had absolutely hoofed it from. And um, the drop off point and um, through this completely, it was absolutely cut off like those drifts everywhere. It's like fighting through the snow. And then we got up to the house, and the, it wasn't a medical emergency, yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah. but, but,
0: but wasn't it? we were yeah. told there was a baby that was that was um really ill, and yeah. uh, teams can get to him. So we were like, well, well, we, I was like, I know the route up, oh, you know, let's yeah. send us and we'll go we'll, and then we'll 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 sort out the situation when we get there because that's. A lot of people don't realise that's common practice for things like that. They'll send one or two runners yeah, yeah. to do somewhere and then assess when they get there. But when we got there, I was like blitzed by the when we got there. I was like, I, I do yeah. have to run back with it, you know, a baby and you know, and a mother or something as well, oh, because like that would have been difficult, you know. It was, it was cold, wasn't it? It was, it was an hour.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then like that's when we were standing around. And I think after that, we also ended a supply run for them, so we'd been back down to where we'd been dropped off to grab loads of stuff and then and the other thing that miffed me off about that was i think when we got to the top i think one of the banks split or something like that and <laughs> yeah. then like these two two liter bottles of coca-cola started rolling down the road and i was just like come on is that essential items like right, I'm yeah. talking i like-
0: you and was like well i'm glad you got the bag and i didn't because i had like <laughs> you know essential items in it so it was like yeah. a bag of nappies or something that i didn't weigh anything <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no, yeah. Like I I kind of like we've seen done like two or three runs of that, but yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I think you're right. I think, you know, having people around you that you can trust and you know that you don't have to second guess that they can get the job done is 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 an amazing feeling and it doesn't happen a lot. No. Um I think even in the military you you, you do get that, but you don't get it to some to certain some extents where you you you, you know you, you don't always work with the same people or even in civvy street you know if i'm working in the job that i do in civvy street i I'm, might I'm, my my teams might change all the time so you, sometimes you never get to build that bond up but i think some people it you just know it's there from the day dot and and i think that's one of the great things that we've had in our relationship since we met is that we know that we can trust each other and if we wanted some help off of each other we would be there for each other so that I think that's a, another thing that you get from certain types of people that you don't get from others but you know that's just the world we live in yeah but talking about kit i think that's probably a good segue because we're already 26 minutes in and we haven't even spoken about kit and i you know how much we're both kit monsters so it's yeah. probably um, probably worth talking about kit a little bit
0: <laughs> yeah yeah definitely so um so that being said, obviously you know we, we spend a lot of time in in the outdoors, and, and yeah. prior to COVID, we spent a lot of time outdoors, you know, on different trips. Yeah. And this is something I kind of briefly touched on in each episode with with the people of mm-hmm. Adong, because I keep my circle small to people that I can trust. Because the places we go or what activities you're doing generally have an element of danger, so there has to be an element of trust there. Um, yeah. Over the years, my my kit has evolved, which. It's frustrating in some ways because if it had known some of the stuff that I know now, yeah. I wouldn't have bought other things. You know, yeah, yeah. I've I've bought something that I thought was good and then to replace it with something that I found out was better and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and and one element of sort of like Instagram or like my social as such, people just assume that I've been I get given everything for free. That is yeah, kind of frustrating. Yeah. So I'm like, no, no. Although it might say that, you know, I'm an ambassador for Hill People Gear or SC Knives you know, I've bought everything off them, you know, yeah, yeah. my my view is if I'm going to tell you to to go out and get something, um, yeah. it'll be because I've used it and I believe in that product or um, yeah. that brand ethos as well. Like, you know, um, like I touched on this briefly with, um, with Stu from Lakota. Um, yeah. You know, I, I got a load of hate when I started using um, uh, a, a black through dark jacket because someone deemed that black isn't suitable for the outdoors. And yeah. they were a new brand, so I couldn't wear it. And yeah. I remember having this argument being like, I've been being in the outdoors since I was a kid. I've dedicated yeah. the last 10 years of my life to search and rescue. And I'm yeah. also an outdoor instructor. I've spent, you yeah. know, I wouldn't use something that isn't suitable. You know, and I get the colour scheme. I understand yeah. the colour scheme. But by telling one person that you can and can't wear something, I was like, I'm not having that. And that's something that <laughs> like me and you just got to, like, you know, like you went up into, uh, you were in the Swiss Alps, weren't you? in, like, full full uh you you took your your three dark kit didn't you today yeah
1: yeah i took well yeah i took so yeah so i think they only just really launched so we had the mark one zodiac jacket and i took that up with me and 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 to be honest i'll be on i'll give you a hundred percent honesty here through dark's kit is awesome like it is definitely really good the only thing that i've not been a, a massive fan of and i'll and i'll say that outright is is their running gear it's not it's not it's not quite what I would want from 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 uh, from some sports kit, but everything else I've got, I've got a utility jacket, the Zodiac, um, I've got, I've got some other stuff as well. I can't remember off the top of my head, but they're all amazing pieces of kit. Like the quality in the materials, uh, the build quality, you know, you can you can just tell the thought. You, you know these guys are SF backgrounds, so they're perfectionists, right? They they they're always driving for things to be better, and you can see that in everything that they do. Yeah. Um. The the, the phys kit stuff is a personal preference. I really like the leggings, um, and I like the shorts, but I'm not a big fan of the t shirt. Um. Uh, but the reality of the, everything else I've got, it, it's it's banging, and and I think that what they got is a bit of a mixed rep when it first came out because there's a lot of like ex squaddies and, and and people that were looking at them and going you know, why why should you be allowed to charge that for for this product? And and I think in reality, people just 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 didn't get it that they didn't understand the people that were behind the brand. Uh, and that meant that they just, that they, they didn't give them a chance. And I, and I think to be honest, anyone that doesn't give anyone a chance it, is not someone that I would probably want to be associated with myself, but um, because I think everyone gives it is, is allowed a chance in life. But the reality of it is, is they knew what they were doing and it's, and it's proven, you know, look at the size of the brand now and everything they're doing. Exactly. Like it's,
0: exactly. it's clear. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's, that's exactly my, that was my preference. So I was like, well, you're judging someone off like, you know, starting you know when you started you know what the brand that you were doing you needed yeah. people to believe in what you were doing to be behind you yeah and uh, yeah. you know and and like you said you know striving for perfection like i've got a gen 1 zodiac and I, it was i used it that much i was like i'm going to get a gen 2 version and yeah. in my opinion the you know the gen 2 version was is much better suited for what i wanted it for um, yeah yeah but the quality difference in the two jackets was amazing and then yeah. um, like when we spoke about you getting Um, the phalanx fleece. I said to you, it's my most used piece of gear from them. I'm Uh, actually wearing
1: one now, mate. Like, I literally, I I live in this thing. It's like, it's it's crazy. It's like great for outdoors and it's great for like lying around the house as well. I absolutely love it. It's one of the benefits And I I
0: think for, for, you know, a Polartec fabric, you know, a Politec fleece, um, fleece has got its its benefits and its, its, uh, its, you know, its drawbacks as well. But I've got some other high-end you know, brands that, you know, fleeces. I've got a couple of mountain hardware ones. Um, mm. I've got one from Triple Art Design, which is a very similar design, but a lot bigger yeah. and bulkier. Um, yeah. And then um, I would argue my Buffalo's somewhere in that spectrum. Yeah. Um, but my, my Phalanx has been the one bit of gear that I've had from them where I've been like, this is incredible. Like, yeah. they, they nailed yeah. it first time with that. I was like, that is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and plus as well, like, you know, for me, I, I was like, well, there are, the, you know, Regardless of the background, that they're, they're they're a veteran brand, you know. Yeah. yeah. And all veteran, I, I believe. If you know, if, if you say you support veteran business, should support all veteran business. Do you know? What oh I mean? yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's one Plus, as well, if you look at like the fabrics, perfect example, you know, the fleece is like two, two, three, five, or two, seven, five, or something like that. Yeah. If um, arguably, you know, um, a North Face or you know a Mount Equipment fleece that's made out of the same fabric, the same price.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, you know, <laughs> people
0: just get blindsided on on this thing, but like you said, you know, their um, their profiles grown massively, and, and their kit is awesome. You know, I'm, yeah. I've I've been impressed with everything that I've had from them so far. I've not had any problems, and um, yeah, you know, the customer service that I've had from them guys as well, it's been ace. You know, when I've, when I've asked a question about anything, or you know, when I've met up with them and been like, just explain this. They've, yeah, it's, it's evident they've they've done the design process because there's an answer for everything, which is which is great. Yeah. You know, um. Yeah. Some of the yeah, stuff, think... we we've got that similar, which is also like you know, a fantastic mm. bit of mounting kit, I think, is the um Arcterics Alpha 45 FL rucksack.
1: Yes, it's a mouthful.
0: So, it's yeah, for those yeah. who don't know, it's obviously a um, very, very basic stripped down alpine rucksack, mm. um, fully waterproof roll top closure, draw top, but it weighs nothing yeah um that pack I, you know i got mine after seeing yours and was like yeah. I need one of them because obviously when you're out in search it's raining all day you know no matter yeah. what pack you've got and whatever dry bag you use, your kit eventually gets you know gets wet whereas yeah. that one is, is fully waterproof um yeah. now when i got that i had an issue with um a joint in my back i uh i twisted a joint out of place in my in my back that uh it took me ages to to recover from um And I noticed every time I put my my usual packs on, I was like, something doesn't feel right here. Like yeah. um, I've definitely done I've done some damage somewhere. It was only yeah. of my mate, who's a physio. Um, you come around and I look, she was like, oh, that's actually really bad. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. the things that you do not want to wear from a doctor. I was like, okay. yeah. I was like, yeah. how bad? She was like, it it really does need looking at. So I was like, oh. Did the typical bloke thing if you like just ignore it and it'll go away uh, yeah it didn't go away and then um, <laughs> so I had, to, I had for a while i had to really streamline all of my kit and make everything as light as i can yeah um, go I out. Some, yeah i learned some great lessons from that though you know um so like my, my running kit is is mostly from um a brand called the omm um
1: yeah.
0: so the original marty marathon their kit yeah. is all designed to be have on Leave on be out through, like, you know, a long, you know, endurance race, uh, in the mountains. So, the kit is super lightweight. So, I've got um, it's it's a prime loft and uh, pertex, like, outer, uh, called yeah. supersonic smock, which I thought was quite funny because it being really light, you know, in theory, you should run quicker. <laughs> um, <laughs> that weighs like 100 grams or something, yeah, that sounds amazing, like this it size, yeah. it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, recommend, if you've not tried any of their kit. Decades well worth
1: looking at that is you know. yeah well i i've got because like you know i do quite a lot of trail and hill like fell running that type of stuff so yeah um like I, I i tend to favor innovate um so i've got the innovate ultra stuff like they're super light um like shower jacket that's always that's done me through winter summer um it's always fine mm-hmm. um i've got like their one of their their uh, mid layers as well which is really good just for whacking underneath stuff yeah. Um so I think like, yeah, again, like I'd say they're probably on the more pricey side, but that like, again, the reality of it is, is like, when you're, when you're looking at stuff, I think brand doesn't, or like the cost of something always isn't the best. Like i got a pair of Simon and um, Mountaineer Alpine gloves, which are my preferred Alpine gloves. And they cost me like half the price of what my Terex gloves did. Right. So it just shows that just because there's a really prominent brand uh, that charge a lot of money it doesn't mean it's always the best option and you need to find things that work for you and that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that you paying smaller amounts means you're getting less quality yeah. so it, it, you just got to do a bit of shopping around and, and 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 go and try stuff but yeah i think like the big the big the big things that i've really always been keen on are I, i've always been keen on alteric i use it on in the military's life and i use it in the civvy Civvy stuff, and mm. um, so that I use Leaf I like all of their shirts, and I, I, you know, I've got one of their jackets, a cold weather WX jacket that is absolutely bomber. Um, I've got uh, yeah, I've got loads and loads of stuff, and then on the civvy side, I've got everything from like their you know um Himalayan like wind jacket uh, from like five or six years ago, which is absolutely warm as anything, um all the way through to you know like the alpine uh you know uh mountaineer impact used the fl 45 so yeah i think yeah talk, talking about that piece of kit you know that's been really good i used it um when when we were going up to mont blanc and i used it on um like uh, uh like on glacier de tour and all around there and you know it's it's really good because because it sizes up and down so what tends to happen when you get to like a hut if you're staying at a hut if you're using a hut as like a a, a, as a as an rv then you can dump kit off so you like basically you bag up so that you can strip down and then if you're going to go and summit or go and do like a a tour route or something like that that you can strip down to the base basics so you tend to get to like a hut you'll you'll dump off all of the excess kit like you know any emergency kit or hiking kit that you brought with you and then you'll just be bound to like bare basics and that pack is great because it will it's not so bulky that even at a 45 liter when you've maybe only got 10 liters worth of kit in there it still feels comfortable and it doesn't feel like it's that you've got this huge gap in uh, of uh, where there's no kit in your back so yeah. great pack, love it Um I've used it I, I had a Patagonia Essentialist as well which I really really used to like but now I don't really it doesn't really come out of my kit box it sort of stays in there and I tend to disfavor that alterix one now
0: yeah I mean I used that pack um for uh before i got the deck board uh, the, the deck pack on my paddle board yeah i used the r pack for that because it fit underneath the, the bungee at the front and i thought well if i end up in the drink my kit will be dry um, yeah and like you know like you said even when, when it's not full you know mm. um you know it's still it's still very comfortable one 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 thing I do what i say is just on the innovate um stuff you've got what's great about them is that they're, they're a uk brand as well aren't they yeah, 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 um, yeah. and all that stuff is trialed in the Lake District. Yeah, you know. Now, for those of because I know there's a couple of people who listen who um, who aren't from the UK. Um, the the Lake District is one of our you know biggest national parks, but it's it's got a lot of lakes in it. Hence, you know, it rains a lot there. Um, if anyone, you know, for me, if you're going to trial kit to being in the mountains, if you trial it in Scotland, Wales, or the Lake District, you know you Know it's it's coming from a brand that is, you know, they've done, they've done their time and research. Um, yeah, coincidentally, you not know, the stuff that you've got from um Arcteryx, So, I know there's people who are listening who, who obviously, um, I know this because of my job. Obviously, you bought your uh WX uh Leaf jacket through through myself, and and yeah. another lad listening who's got an Atom jacket for, from us as well. And that, yeah. that WX jacket, I still haven't managed to source one for myself yet, I do need to get one. <laughs> um, but um, they are they are an amazing bit of kit. They are like, yeah. the ultimate body armor to the outdoors. I think you
1: yeah. So, so that so that jacket uh, just to give you a bit of like a, an understanding of how good it is. So um, on 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 the Brecon Beacons, uh, like uh, doing some some marching, and uh, I think i think it had been hammering it down for like oh god i can't even tell you like it's probably the worst one of the worst downpours that i've ever been in and it was freezing as well so absolutely like like drenched is the word that i i would use and yeah. then went went straight off of that and then went straight into like bashing up in the wood line um and literally just got out of like that that wet kit that warm kit and i would say i would say that potentially like within like a couple of minutes i was already feeling warm and then that 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 next 24 hours is basically just we just lived in that wood line for 24 hours and literally i was just we, we weren't moving around much and i was just in that Non-stop, and the great thing about it is, it's like it's got a showerproof layer, so it beads really well. So, like if you just wanted to go down the line or 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 jump out from underneath your basher, you don't have to chuck a waterproof on because it's not going to get soaking wet as long as you're not like it's not too bad. So, I'd say like it is really really bomber. And and since I've had it, I've used it on everything from like snow all the way through to like having it as a as a as, as a an emergency layer when I'm out doing like longer stuff even in like autumn and spring. Yeah. So it is a great piece of kit.
0: Yeah, yeah. So just just a quick um few minutes left Andy. Um, yeah, yeah. Let, let's just touch on briefly um <clears throat> obviously like what is interesting people to to hear. I asked Mark about this yeah. yesterday on on his episode. Uh, obviously, because he when he crosses higher, some about his fizz routine and things like that. Um, mm. So your your training routine at the minute, then uh, obviously because people who follow you on the social app, um, the virtuous view, um, yeah. see that you obviously you, know, you do a lot of gym work and stuff. What's uh, what's yeah. your main go to um, set of fizz at the minute?
1: Yeah, so I do. So I always try and maintain a, a, a baseline of strength. So if, I, if so, for example. Um, basically i would say that like you can read a lot out of it i'm not i'm not a physicist, physicist guru here i've just learned the hard <laughs> way but um so yeah strength is the foundation so um if you get any niggles or anything like that you should always cut back on conditioning and then go into the strength side of things functional strength tends to be better as well because you're moving as you're as you're trying to work out. you're mut- utilizing multiple um different parts of your body to try and uh, complete an exercise so what i tend to try and do is is it is like i'll always try and keep that layer of strength going and then as different goals come up whether that's you know endurance stuff or short sharp stuff or needing to be physically strong like impact stuff stuff that's kinetic or anything like that then I will train specifically for those things so if I need to put if I need to get more powerful then I'll put more power work in if I need to run more and get more endurance I'll put more endurance work in so it all that the idea is is that you keep that course base layer of strength and then you 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 customize what your needs are at the time so I think that, that there's some really good businesses again like veteran-owned businesses and non-veteran-owned businesses that can give you like a stable like introduction so I, I i you know a stoic conditioning they're a great company they they do like everything from like fundamentals so that's learning how to understand how you should, you need to complete movements all the way up to like you know really arduous programs arduous training uh, goals, uh, and then other. There's uh, there's another really good one that have done recently, which which is a guy called JTM. Um, he does like a lot of functional kettlebell type stuff, and and that is basically it. Might to give you a bit of a brief run through of like where I'm sat at the moment. I'm in my yeah. garage. My garage is like a mixture between um, a QM's like store and um, a training gym and a operation centre because the walls is plastered in maps of different things that I want to do. So um so yeah, basically every day. Um, if I'm not doing a run, if I'm not doing a cycle, then I'll be in here doing strength. So that normally consists of like some form of like kettlebell workout or you know specific strength work, whether that's like a squat rack or or anything like. that But the reality of any fitness is you don't need any equipment to do fitness. You you can find programs or can find something that you can just do with body weight. And the 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 reality of it is actually starting with body weight is the best way to start because you're you're, you're teaching your body how to move your own weight. As soon as you start adding any weight to it, you're going to put your body under additional load. The more weight, the more load. If you aren't in, in a condition where your body's used to moving that load, then you're likely to get injured. So what you tend to find is, a lot of people that will start running um, or, or they'll start like weight training will, it, you, will exceed their load capability. So that basically means that they will train past what their body is able to do at this current time. It's yeah. not to say that they can't achieve those things in the future. It's just more about the fact that it, everything's about marginal gains and making small improvements yeah. and we're, and not being comfortable but not being so far out of your comfort zone that, you you, you know, again, you're going to cause yourself problems because this, everyone picks up an injury. I'm injured at the moment. Um, I picked up an injury in my shoulder, but the reality of it is I know how I can work around that injury, and I know that I need to give it rest. So I won't do anything that's going to make that worse for a week or two while that's recovering. Um, and then I know that after a week or two, I can get back at it again and I know I can build back up that strength again. So, yeah, I think there's lots of lots of things that you can do. There's some great companies out there that can get you started. Um, but, it, you know, you don't have to have a gym in your garage to go and to go and get fit. You can you can do it doing anything. But then, you know, I think like, uh, you know, when the pools close, things like that. I love swimming, do a lot of swimming. and mm. uh, normally try and swim quite a long distance, maybe four or five k in a session sometimes and um when the gym, when the pools closed i was like well what can i do to, I, I still want to carry on swimming so I, and then i started swimming outdoors so i found places where i could go swim got myself a wetsuit started you know doing some open water swimming yeah and you know find that way so there's there's, there's always an excuse like people always have an excuse why you can't go and do fizz and then there's always a solution and um, you just gotta want to find that solution <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, this is what I said yesterday. So you had a brief mention um, the other day when I was uh, – when Celine came on um, the podcast because I, I mentioned obviously, she trains a lot. She's she's always in the gym normally when they're open. And I said to her, I said, Look, my mate uh, my mate Andy's got an amazing home gym. I was like, when the gym's open, he best keep his own because um, it's smart. I was like – but I went for uh, – when I went for my run yesterday, I, I did a little um, – Post on that motivation because, yeah. like I said, when I set off, I I didn't want to go. I had like no motivation whatsoever, and I was trying to find every excuse to not go. But I was like, no, oh, well, it's just an excuse. You know, you yeah, need yeah. to just get it done. Uh, and the reality is, even if you you know you don't want to do it, um, but most of the time, once you once you've done it, you'll feel completely different about the process. You'll be like, well, at least if you know, like for me, if I, if I if I if I look at something and think, oh, what do you do, like you know, five k or ten k today or whatever. Yeah. And and I get, I'm like, I can't be bothered. I'll be like, right, well, I'll just be out, I'll make sure that I'm out for half an hour, you know, mm-hmm. and I'll go as far as I can go in half an hour, yeah. You know? And that's that's the way I've got around that sort of Um, because I think anyone when they're training a lot will always have it those days where they're like, I can't bother today because your body's yeah, tired, yeah. you know, um, yeah, I've always found that like especially like archery is a great example that I've used because mm-hmm. I was going five five to seven times a week you know I was going out nearly every day but easily doing five days because I was going before work and I always found mm-hmm. that the third day was the day that I performed the worst because my, my muscles were tired um because it's yeah. like repetition of the same set every time you go um, yeah yeah so the, I always knew that the third day would be the day that I need to focus on something else other than keeping scores and and stuff like that because I was like, well, the third day I'm not going to achieve what I want because that's the day my body's like giving up, basically. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I think it's, it's an interesting one, right? Um, I know we run out of time, but just to quickly home in on that, like the the, the, the quick thing I'd say is is that. Every, social media is a good thing and a bad thing, right? So people go on social media that maybe don't do a lot of exercise and go, right? Yeah, I want to run a marathon, right? And then they expect they have an expectation that they're going to be able to run a marathon in a week. Um, the reality of it is, is there's a process from getting from where you are to where you are. Sometimes that's longer for some people and it's short for others, right? Yeah. And um, for example, if you want to go and join the military and you want to go and be able to tab. Um, you know with 20 kg on your back you're not going to pick up 20 kg the next morning and go tabbing unless you want to break yourself right so so you you, you've got to be realistic about that goal whether it's run a marathon tab with 20 kg you know go over the brecon beacons, climb a mountain, whatever it is, that's your end goal. To get to that goal, you want to break that down into manageable chunks. So you don't eat an elephant in one bite. You break it down into small manageable chunks. Yeah. So so the reality of it is, is like you said, right, I want to run 30 minutes this week. Next week, I'm going to increase that by two or five minutes. And then the week after, I'm going to increase that a little bit again. And 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 it's just about pushing that that boundary and stretching yourself on the way to achieving the thing that you want to get to, but not, you got to be realistic about it as well, and not expect that you're going to come out of the block, you know, run, you know, running like Mo Farah, because that's not, just, it's just not going to happen, right? And um, so I think that, that a lot of people get disheartened when they start exercising, um, because they they start up and they get really enthusiastic about it, and then something happens like they get injured or they're not seeing the results that they want as quickly as they can. But the big thing about exercise is, it, it the, the more you do it, the more it becomes habitual, so the easier it gets, the easier it is to get up and do it. Um, And once you're in that cycle, you'll find that time just flies really quickly. And then all of a sudden you're starting to see the things that you want to see. So the biggest challenge with anything like that is, you know, for me, I took a break over Christmas, getting up in the first week back in January and throwing yourself into it so that you're getting back into that good habit is the biggest part of it. And once you've done that for a couple of cycles, everything gets easier. So you just got to have a bit of determination about you to be able to carry on and path, push through that point where your brain is saying oh this is rubbish I could do something else or I can make my life easier and um, you know that that's your brain trying to take the easy route you just need to forget about that push it aside and say no there's something else that I want there and um, whether that's you know lose weight get fitter faster stronger and um, i can achieve that and have a positive mindset about it and again like you don't need like a home gym like me to be able to do that you can do that by just starting by going walking or you know doing a, a hit session exactly
0: mate. yeah yeah they're, they're really good points and you know ones that we've, i've tried to touch on with everyone who has been on really because i think i know there's people who are listening who who, who, uh, who are new to doing more fizz because they want to do more stuff in the hills and things like that and i've always said to them like you need to you need to you know approach just with the right attitude before you even think about any level of fitness gain you need to approach it yeah. with the mindset of well it's going to be hard at first but i need to just you know start slow and then and then i'll be fine then you know and just just keep with it and get that routine and go from there you know yeah
1: yeah there's some really there's a really good book i'd suggest for anyone that's getting into fitness and really wants to get yeah. into it it's um uh the fittest, the strongest man in the world, I can't remember what it's called, it's by that guy that swam around um the UK, Ross Edgley. He wrote a book about fitness and it is absolutely amazing. Um I definitely recommend it to to anybody. And it, and again, if you're if you're okay with that and you're struggling with um sort of being able to deal with the mental side of our like of anything then he's done another really good book as well which is about overcoming those mental barriers from when he swam around the uk so i think both of those that they're just two things i'd say off the bat that are worth having a look at um but the one thing i'd just say about running in the hills again that's another thing where people go from like running road or just go straight into running into the hills and pick up injuries really quickly because it's just working a different set of muscles you know you, you yeah, like hill runners tend to be quite lean. I'm probably a bit too muscly and overweight to do it <laughs> that well. But, um, but yeah. again, they still do strength work. They still go and work on their strength. They still work on those fundamentals of fitness. Yeah. And, and I think that that's the thing that most people neglect when they first start doing exercises: work on the basics, get them going well, and then everything else seems to fall
0: into place. Yeah, that's great. Well, I mean, listen, we'll um, we'll we'll wrap it up there. That's thanks yeah. for one on the show, right. Andy. Uh, it's oh, been an absolute pleasure you. again, mate. And yeah. um, for those of you who, who want to, uh, you can follow Andy's sort of, you know, journey. As such, um, it's at the Virtuous View, isn't it? On, on...
1: yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not posting as much like as I used to because obviously I keep my profile a little bit lower than my YouTube. But yeah, if you want to follow me, it's at Virtuous View. Um, I tend to chuck videos of me doing stupid things while while I'm out and about. So um, yeah, enjoy. Yeah. Excellent.
0: All right, guys. Thank you all for tuning in and we will see you again soon. Take care. Bye-bye.